in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me as always is your co-host, Andy Hart. Oh, 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 sorry. Had yawn when you said my name. Oh, I'm I'm so underrested because I was up I was up all night uh dreaming uh-huh. uh, about being abducted into the bunker. What? Oh yeah. I'm I'm getting really paranoid now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Because you're back into the swing of things. About being abducted. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I had some time off, but mm-hmm. I forgot what it was like to be plucked off the street and driven to the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, Andy. Um, you know, you, you got to get, it's, it's like a, some of your muscles have atrophied and also you have to get used to getting abducted again. Yeah, my muscles atrophied on their own. Yeah, I know. That had nothing yeah. to do with not being abducted. Right. They've been atrophying for 40 years. Yeah. You've got a really, really buff forearm on your right hand, and then your left arm is shriveled. Yeah. And then, I, and, and, I mean, this obviously leads you to wonder why, but it's it's not from jerking off. No, no. it's because That's the surprise. It's because I'm right dominant in my hands. And so my right hand does everything. And, you know, I'm on this, I'm on this very strict exercise regimen. Uh-huh. Where you don't exercise at all, and you can't, you can't exert yourself even the tiniest bit. Um, I do have a catheter in twenty four seven. Uh huh. I have a colostomy bag. Okay. These were all, both of these things were completely cosmetic, uh, optional surgeries that elective surgeries. Elective surgeries. I had to, I guess, get some sort of special clearance from the hospital, and by that I mean I had to go to a crooked doctor who lost his <laughs> license because people were saying things like, "Well, it's not." "Quote unquote medically sound." Uh-huh. Do this for a "quote unquote" somewhat reasonably healthy person. Sure, but you know what? Look, I care about my health just as much as the next person. Do you? Y- yeah. <laughs> well, I assume other people care much less about it than I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> In fact, I assume some people are. A- maybe some people care even more than me, but they're uh-huh. actively hoping that I come into poor health mm. and expire. All right. Well, those of you playing Bunker Bingo at home, I think we just fucking filled out like half the spaces. We had catheters. We had crooked doctors. Andy's health. Uh, (laughs) And guess what? Now we're getting to the fucking late to the intro. Like, we got the whole shebang, baby. I mean, yeah. If you don't don't fucking like uh, that shit, then you don't like Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. You can fuck off. Succession style, baby. I'm Logan Roy. Andy. 
Today, I have the privilege of being able to teach you and the Bunk Funkers the whole enchilada. I'm presenting my whole enchilada to you right. and the Bunk Funkers on the Hollow Moon. Hollow Moon? Yeah, the Hollow Moon. Hollow, a, a moon made of bread? A moon made of hollow bread. Oh, my God. Nah. When the moon hits your eye like a big loaf of challah. <laughs> no, the Hollow Moon. This is, um, for those of you who loved our topic on the Hollow Earth, Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe one day there'll be a hollow sun or a hollow Mars. Yeah, there's Everything's hollow. <laughs> hey, I can't wait till we get to hollow Uranus. <laughs> wow, you sound like my Uncle Rick. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bunk Funkers, for those of you who are space freaks and for those of you who are alien freaks and for those of you who just love the way that birds' bones are structured, you oh, are going to love today's topic. If, I, this sounds like it's going to be for people like me, too, <laughs> who love imagining that celestial bodies have nothing inside of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, there's some wild stuff here, wacky stuff, but, uh, and there's some, yeah. Hey, there's, uh, can I make a quick, sure. Can I make a quick bet right here at the top? Okay. Now, bunkfuckers, remember. Yeah, you know nothing about this I know this nothing topic. about this, so. That's right. This is just me shooting from the hip. Oh, I, oh, 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 whoops. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I forgot to put the safeties on both of my revolvers. <laughs> uh, so, I, I'm going to guess. Yeah, let's do that. That's fun. That there's at least. In some way, okay. the Nazis are involved in this. Bunkfuckers, we'll have to wait and see. Oh, my God. Bunkfuckers, take the over-under on that one. I feel like anytime there's anything hollow, the Nazis are inside of it. That's It goes that way inevitably. If you picked any existing object and said it's hollow, somebody would be like, there's Nazis in there. Bunkfuckers, pick the over-under on it. Let us know. I don't know. Fucking email us or something. Uh, I feel Mr. like Bunker if there was just a big rock on Earth, yeah, and people were like, "That rock is actually hollow." People would be like, "What are the Nazis up to? <laughs> is Hitler in there? He's in there. He's hiding." <laughs> uh, Bunkfuckers, take the over under. Are that are there going to be some kind of space Nazi involved in today's topic? We'll just have to wait and see. Well, I'm just glad the space force is on it, protecting us from space Nazis. That's right. the 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 space force is fighting the dark fleet. Which, right. of course, we covered in our uh, Antarctica episode. But, mm -hmm. uh, Bunkfuckers, of course, if you can't wait to get to that bet and to learn about the whole enchilada on the hollow earth. Hollow moon. Well, fuck. <laughs> the hollow moon. If you can't wait to get whatever, the, whatever this topic is, you can't is, wait to get the whole fuck. enchilada on the hollow earth. Go back to that episode, listen yeah. to it first, and then come back to this one. As always, you can find the uh, in the show notes. By the, the time you listen to the other one, we'll be done with the intro. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Just keep this one running in the background. Yep. Uh, there'll be a timestamp in the show notes. You can jump right ahead to when the research begins. But first, Andy and Art, which is us. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm fucking. <laughs> Anyone smell toast? What's going on? <laughs> I'm Jeez, having I a think, day. I think Art's having a stroke of bad luck here. <laughs> I'm having a day. Um, we're going to talk about how we got abducted. Yeah. And uh, hey, we got a big. Bunker alarm also coming later after that. So yeah, I just want to put that up top in yeah. case one of you has been waiting around for that bunker alarm. We got a big one. Yeah. Um we we're pretty we we're pretty constipated on bunker alarms. Oh, we're constipated. We took some laxatives. And we're gonna dump it all out. And it's gonna they're all gonna come shooting out. But we gotta talk about how we got abducted today. Yeah. You uh, you've been you've been away from this for a little while. You were off with your little escapades. Right. You can learn about that on last week's episode. Right. About what Andy was up to and right. your, uh, I mean, frankly, I'm going to say failed business prospects, but uh, mm. you're making a face. Okay, well, failed, I guess, is probably the way 
haters would describe it, oh, but okay. I think objective realists okay. who understand truth and justice would agree that these were pretty big successes. Okay, Gary V. All right. <laughs> well, like Gary P. Yeah. I am covered in P. Yeah. But uh, you, Most of it my own. you got a little... So we decided, Andy, I decided to, t- to take you out hang gliding. We had to rekindle our bond. That's and right. if there's one thing that art... That, Brings me and Art close to. I mean, Bunk Funkers, you don't know this, but we know this because we know each other. If there's one thing uh-huh. that brings the two of us together, and this is really a big part of our relationship, yep. it's a lot of what makes our friendship work. Sure, is extreme sports. We've we love uh, bungee jumping, yep. um, BMX, rappelling down the sides of mountains. Oh yeah, we've B- done yeah, that before. BMX, uh, roller derby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, luge, luge, skeleton, yeah, bobsled, all three, right at the same time, combined into Bob Skeluge. See, we do this thing where you can do this. This is very tricky, though. Is that you get a two-man bobsled, uh-huh. and then you use all these cables to use the luge and the skeleton at the same time, <laughs> and then you all you go down all at the track once, sure. and it's it's hard. Oh yeah, and you crash almost immediately. You do. It's but a tough sport. It's worth it. It's worth it. And it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, we've also done battle golf. Uh, That's golf with guns. Right. <laughs> you you shoot the ball. Yeah. And maybe the other people. <laughs> it really helps with that thing where you get you get stuck behind people at the putt-putt course, you know, and then it's like, hey, can we play ahead? And then they're being annoying and kind of weird about it. And they're like, well, it's just, you know, it's blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, pew. Yeah, lest you be confused, Bunk Bunkers, Battle Golf does not happen on a full-size golf course. It's a mini golf scale. I think playing ahead can even happen on regular golf courses, no? Yeah, sure. I've never been on one. I'm not allowed. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, I just wanted everyone to be clear that Battle Golf is the tight confines of a mini mini golf course. (laughs) Uh, So we, I mean, extreme sports are... In our blood. In our blood, in our urine, in our stool. (laughs) Probably even in our hair at this point. Yeah. Um, but this is what really brings us together. And so Art Art made, Art scheduled some time for us Yeah. to go extreme hang gliding. Yeah. And that's where, you know, it's not just, you don't just, you know, jump off a glide. You're the glide. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They put a big suit on you to make you sort of like a flying squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And so you, then you let one of the instructors steer the thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a giant, you know, like, I don't know, what, what do you call it? Like a cross beam or like a pull-up bar attached to your chest. Yeah. And then you have an instructor using you as the glide. You're the extreme. You're the glide. You're the glide. And yeah, yeah it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a really cool way to experience it's hang gliding. It's so cool. If, you, if you've never been hang gliding, yeah. I don't recommend that you start with regular hang gliding. I recommend <laughs> that you go straight to extreme <laughs> hang gliding. Yeah, and if you like big puffy suits, you'll like it too. Yeah, for any of you people that... Have ever done one of these huge Velcro walls? You're going to love this. <laughs> this is for this. you. So we go out and we're doing the extreme hang gliding. Uh-huh. And Jared and Chad, the two hang gliding, uh, uh, they're from uh, Gliders Are Us. Yeah, the, Gliders Are Us. The extreme hang gliding place. They hook us up in our suits and, uh-huh. you know, we're, they're jumping off the side of the mountain and yep. we're, we're gliding down and things are going well at first. Um, but, I mean, we probably... Admittedly, sometimes you push the boundaries when you're trying to do extreme sports. You do. And this was probably our fuck up. We we should not. Some people are saying that. Some other people are saying, you know, we're innocent. Other people are saying, you know, 
you know, uh, we'll let it slide. These guys yeah. are too cool. Like stuff like that, you know, and, yeah. and either camp has their merits. Yeah. Some people are saying, you know, hey, gliders for us probably should have some safety regulations <laughs> yeah. and whatever. But regardless, yeah. we decided to go hang gliding despite right. a horrible, severe thunderstorm that was happening <laughs> right at that exact moment. And so we were both pretty badly electrocuted. And Jared and Chad had to drop off yeah. of our bars before right. they got shocked to death. Right. And of course, like any good hang gliders, they had parachutes. Yes. So they were able to float to the ground safely. We did not because we're not fucking big stinky babies no. um, who are fucking huge losers no. who need a, like a parachute when you're up in the air. Right. right. Whatever. I just flap my arms like a bird. Right. That's so there, how you do it. So there, you, if you just if you fall, that's your own fault. You're just not flapping hard enough. Right. So there we were at 5,000 feet altitude. Getting shot, electrocuted. This is right. This is right. Electrocuted by lightning. Yeah, you can see our skeletons. We like the rest of our body turned like you know. It's like we turned in for in like inversed our colors, and then you could see our skeletons. It was real cool. Yeah, and it looked like we were sort of jumping. Yeah, and, like doing jumping jacks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, big the, yellow sparks. Right. And yeah, so once you get electrocuted, you know, you kind of. I mean, at least I do. I lose consciousness every time I get it. Well, then you, you're, yeah, your hair is all fried and there's like wisps of smokes coming off of you. And you go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a big puff of black yeah. smoke right. just comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But uh, this caused me to crash. Mm. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Into the side of, uh, we were actually, you know, doing this locally into the regional trade center building. I crashed in through the window of the twelfth floor, and <laughs> Art. <laughs> this is like a yeah. I crashed into the side building. Um, they call it Building Sixty Nine. Build, building Sixty Nine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's on it's on. Yeah, it's on 69th Street. So it's building 69, yeah, building 69. and, um, you know, and, and it's and it's, you know, there's there's some there's some talk about what what was going on with those buildings. But, um, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, were we responsible for them collapsing? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We can't say, you know, um, I mean, I can't melt steel beams. I Yeah, I certainly can't. I can't melt a steel beam either. But the bottom line here, Bunk Bunk is that we both shattered our pelvises crashing into these buildings. Those and, pelvises were shattered. You know, we uh we got we got taken to a hospital, mm-hmm. which we thought was abandoned. We did. Um it's a very rundown hospital. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that it was closed down ages ago. Mm-hmm. The land just not having been redeveloped. Right. This old hospital, but apparently there's one doctor in it. Um, you know, he kept saying, there's no patience since COVID's over. He just kept saying that over and over again. So I guess he owns the hospital too. But anyway. He was big. He was stinky. Yeah. He was smoking cigarettes. Chain smoking, eating. He had, he had like, I don't know what it was, like <laughs> some sort of a pipeline to White Castle or something. Sure. Just kept pounding sliders. I know. It was like a conveyor belt coming yeah. out of like, you know, you've seen those uh, pneumatic tubes. Right. Like pneumatic tubes of fucking <laughs> sliders. You'd see them whizzing around. And I was like, what's this yeah. fucking asshole, dude? Yeah, and I got to tell you, these things were not wrapped. They were not in the little no. cardboard sleeves. No. These were just loose sliders inside of those 
Pneumatic tube canisters. Sliders. Loose sliders. So this guy sets us up with a van. It's a mobile hospital. Yeah, he set our van. pelvises. The doctor set our pelvises. Yeah, he set our pelvises at the, at the hospital. Full body cast. Full body cast. I mean, we can't do anything. You can't do anything when your pelvis is shattered. Anything fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so he sets us up, like Art said, with this uh, this caregiver mm-hmm. who works exclusively out of a van. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, basically the setup is you got to live in this guy's van, mm-hmm. which is kind of like an ambulance, I guess. Yeah. Except without all the medical equipment. It's like a hipster ambulance because it's yeah. like, you know how there's this whole movement to like, you know, live out of a fucking van or right. a tiny house. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but for yeah. healthcare. Right. Exactly. So it's really cool and it's very popular on Instagram. So, you know, we're thinking like, oh, well, this will be kind of an inconvenience, but you know what? It's only six months recovery. <laughs> We've been through worse than this. Yeah. This is but a drop in the bucket. Uh, just a just a minor inconvenience. Uh, in our life. So we're, we're feeling pretty optimistic about yep. this, you know. Eventually we'll get back on our feet. Eventually we'll be able to fuck again. Eventually we'll be to the point where we can use our asses as weapons once again, which is really the biggest thing when you break your pelvis. Is yeah. It's hard to use your ass as a weapon. Yeah, you can't hip check anybody. No. And that's what I do most of the day. Right. How else do you get to the front of the line of the grocery? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to start bringing a sword. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I yeah. guess I could ram people with the cart. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I never thought about that. Yeah. You know, they, the, the carts uh, have holes for a reason. Make them faster, more aerodynamic, and then also to attach uh, armaments to the front. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you can customize your cart. A lot of people don't do that. Wow. But um, if you really think about it, it's perfect for just a, with like a little J hook. You just attach yeah. on like a battering ram. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Hadn't thought about that. This fucking lane says 15 items or less. Hmm. And I see the person in front of me has 16 items. And yeah, I, I count certain things as two items. You have multiple stalks of celery. That's multiple items. So you're getting rammed, motherfucker. Say goodbye to your fucking spine. Yeah, I guess I could. I guess I could also hook a running chainsaw up to the front of it. You could. You could. Let's get twisted metal with it, baby. Wow. Call that clown. Huh. Okay. Um. So we can do that, but you know, we're we we were in this fucking van, and um, everything was going great for a little while. Yeah. It seemed like okay, we can get used to this. Six month recovery, not that big of a deal. Yeah, this caretaker's not got much of a personality. He's sort of a lurch kind of character. Very lurch. Very large, very silent, very stinky. Um also smoking quite a lot. Questionable hygiene. Yeah. Especially for someone who's doing grizzled looking buff, beefy arms, cheeseburger, yeah. <laughs> cheeseburger. in each hand. Buff looking cheeseburger. <laughs> So you get the idea. <laughs> Wearing a hat, cheeseburger. Doesn't know how to find the vein when he's trying to draw blood, cheeseburger. cheeseburger. <laughs> we got a saline drip, but there was definitely <laughs> cheeseburger in the saline drip. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Um <laughs> So this guy, I think he was Swedish. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not good at guessing people's nationality yeah. of origin. 
His name was Mr. B-U-N-K-R. B-U-N-K-E-R. B-U-N-K-E-R. Yeah. Hello, it's me, Mr. B-U-N-K-R. Okay. This guy's this guy's definitely like some kind of Nordic, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got that he's got that kind of Viking attitude. Yeah, too. Nordy Swede. You know, he keeps talking about dying in glorious battle. And he hates the Normans. Seeing the ancestors in Valhalla. One time a crow flew by the van and he almost drove off the road chasing it. He wants a death by pyre. Right. You know. Yeah. Pyre fire. Yeah. Uh is the fire implied with a pyre? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know that it can be a pyre without a fire. Wow. Uh, we didn't start the pyre. We didn't start the pyre fire. But it was always burning since the world's been turning. The world's been turning. Um, yeah, he was a, he was an odd fella, but um, yeah. You know, bunk funkers, our recovery didn't last long. Um, well, there's no easy way to say this. Turns out that that van was owned it was not a hipster ambulance it was just a van um yeah covered in shag carpeting head to toe which i've never seen before in my life inside and outside yeah i've never seen that before in my life very strange thought it was an ambulance thing uh was not an ambulance thing it was it was mr bunker and he drove us to the fucking bunker yeah here we sit full body casts we're propped up, leaning on things. I'm resting like an unused party table yeah. in your garage. I'm resting uncomfortably on atop the open face toilet. I can't even sit. Unable to do my business. <laughs> like propped up against it. Yeah. I'm just sort of, it's just there to keep me from falling to the floor. Right. And I'm laying on the floor, talking upwards. Yeah. It's better for your voice that way. It's true. You get more vocal range. So we were duped. Um, kind of bullshit. You know. Um, Cheeseburger. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> but once again, we've been made of fools. Yep. We've been made of fools by Mr. Bunker. Um, so I guess, you know. My attempt to rekindle my relationship with Andy as a co-host uh, somewhat thwarted, but, yeah. you know, this is the life we live, I guess. But hey, I appreciate it. Cheeseburger. Um, speaking of cheeseburgers, Bunk Funkers, boy, we got a big old bunker alarm cheeseburger to wrap up and serve through our own pneumatic tube, the bunker, bunk tech bunker alarm. The bunk tech bunker alarm 3000. Woo! Now, shake the dust off, baby. Yeah, I mean, before uh, before my absence, I was uh, I felt like I was getting some, you know, pretty. I was getting pretty deft at using this machine, this bunk tech bugger alarm. I would say I would call these the deft tones. That's how deft you were. But um, you know, maybe there'll be a little rust. We'll have to just see. But we got a we got a big we got a big list of people who have recently list. become patrons. That's right of Mister Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go through them. Let's go through this list. This is a big list. All right. So for those of you playing the home version of this podcast, uh, write these names down because it will come up later. You're going to need these if you want to win the prize because you're going to have to remember them. So yeah. whenever whenever we say these names again yep. in the episode after the bunker. Yeah, we definitely segment, will. We definitely will say these names. You want to call 
Bunk now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then just scream, scream. I want to be Mr. Bunker into the line, regardless of who picks up. We're going to give you something stupid. Mr. Bunker's going to abduct me somewhere stupid. All right. Um, this list of peeps. All right. So here we go. We got latest patrons to the show. Right. Chris Mullineff. Chris Mullineff. John McGurr. John McGear or McGurr. I'm going with McGurr. McGurr. It sounds better. Sounds fun. Lawrence Henshey. Lawrence Henshey. Or Henshey. Zach Bogatz. Zach Bogatz. And AZ Nope. AZ Nope. Uh, all of these names sound made up. Uh, but thank you to the these fine five, five? Five. Five people. Thank you so much for uh, joining the Patreon, even though I do believe these names are made up. Um. <laughs> so once again, Bunkfuckers, that's Chris Mullineff. Yeah. John McGurr. McGurr. Lawrence Henshey. Henshey. Zach Bogatz. Zach Bogatz. AZ Nope. AZ Nope. These are our newest patrons. Uh, all five of you. Chris, yes. John, Lawrence, Zach, AZ. Thank you. Thank you. So much for supporting the show. Yes, we appreciate it. Honestly, uh, it's a great honor to have you all be patrons of the show. Yes, it is. Um, and we're so happy that you decided to do that. That's right. And so for you, five, we're going to, I mean, this is a big, this is a big bunker alarm. Yeah. So this is going to be probably the most elaborate bunker alarm I've ever had to put together. Yeah. In my say. short history of working this machine. That's right. So, uh, okay, let's just go ahead. Let's let's flip it on. Um. Oh, God. Big plumes of smoke coming out of this thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Woo. It's a little. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little. Uh, Nobody's ran that engine yeah, in a while. Yeah, this thing has not been on for a little while. Uh, all right, let's let it warm up here. Uh, I'm just going to. You know, I guess I'll just use this keyboard and start typing in. Oh, okay. I'm going to type in all the names and see what it has to say. Sure, the algorithm. All right, so let's see. Click, 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 click. Chris Mullineff. Okay. Enter. <laughs> click. Uh, let's see. We got... I like that. I like that large return key. It's okay. very big. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, John Henshi. Nope. Click, click, Jim. John McGurr. John McGurr. Okay. <laughs> All right, backspace, backspace, backspace. Oh, fuck. John McGurr. Click, 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 click. Enter. Click. All right, let's see. Lawrence Henchy. <laughs> click. Click, 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 click. Enter. Click. We got Control. Let's see. Zach. Select all. Okay. <laughs> Zach. Click. Bogats. Cheeseburger. Click, 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 click. Cheeseburger. Click. Enter. Click. Let's see. We got AZ. AZ no. Nope. Click, 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 click. Wow. Enter. Click. Wow, wow, wow. All right. All right. Now, uh, Bunkfuckers, the machine is going to do all the work for me now. Wow. Uh, it's going to, it's it's using, um, I don't want to call it artificial intelligence because it's not really intelligence. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just using. Machine learning. Neural networks. Yeah. And it's using all of that to match your names with alarms. Uh-huh. That best suit your personality. Binary trees. Yeah. Fucking fleet code. Cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, look, it's ready. All right. <laughs> Ding. Ding. All right. Let me just, uh, let's get ready to play this. Click. Uh, <laughs> so 
I like to do a countdown for stuff like this. I think it makes it more dramatic. Sure. I have a flair for the dramatic. I agree with that. I've been accused of being a little dramatic in You're my life. But people who say that can fuck off. I'm not dramatic. You fucking liars. Don't tell me I'm fucking dramatic. I'm not fucking dramatic, okay? It's all right to have passion. Not everybody with passion is dramatic. Okay, you fucking haters. So let's go ahead and do the countdown. I can't believe people can accuse you of being Can so you believe that fucking people call me dramatic? These pieces of shit. These absolute fucking hacks with no fucking talent calling me fucking dramatic. They can fuck off to hell. <laughs> fucking assholes. So let's do a countdown, huh? <laughs> so here we go. I like to start from three. Oh, okay. I know that number. Three, two, one, click. Wow. What an alarm. What that was a yeah, that one went all that went so many different places. Yeah, I can say I mean obviously I can really tell that this thing was perfectly tuned to the, you know, personalities of Chris Mullen of John McGurr, Lawrence Henchy, Zach Bogatz, and AZ Nope. Wow. Well, uh, thank you to all the new patrons. Um, we appreciate the support and we appreciate your patience and everything else in between those two words. You decide what those what that means. Uh, not me. But if you yourself, dear listener, dear Bunk Funker, wants to be uh, similar, have Bunker alarmed, you too. Dear Bunk Funker, you too can has alarm from Bunker. Um, all you got to do is log on to www.patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod and for just five bucks a month. Not only do you get a bunker alarm, but you get access to over 40 hours of fucking Patreon content, which is really good, we promise. You get a fucking Trust cooking us. video. It's like an hour long of Andy and I cooking the whole enchilada for you on cam. Totally nude. And you get, um, I don't know, access to like the bunker discord and bullshit like that. So you can yeah. chat with us and other bunk funkers and fucking <clears throat> post memes and talk about caves. Yeah, you could. <laughs> You can shit post about the show. You, you can, can insult us about the show. to our face. We won't do anything about it. Insult us. Yeah. Basically. Um, it's a great, I mean, honestly, you know, for a fucking dollar, you can get into the discord. Yeah. And then you just cancel the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, I mean, if you want access to the fucking discord, that's life, all you got to do. Little life pro tips here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, would you want the audio content? Five bucks a month. Good deal. Trust me. It's a good deal. You won't regret it that yes. much. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, I didn't really regret it as much as I thought I would. So that's a positive. That's a plus. Net gains for you. Speaking of net gains, Andy, uh, we have to gain some fucking knowledge. Oh, we yeah. have to gain the whole enchilada here. You do, and so do the bunk hookers. Yeah, I'm a big, dumb fucking idiot. Well, you're not going to be dumb after today's episode. This is, this is everything you ever want to know about the hollow moon here. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Hello? Anybody in there?
my dear sweet Andy. Today I'm going to deliver the whole enchilada to you in the bunk bunkers on the the fact that the moon might not be real and it might be hollow. Because let's be honest, Andy, humans have been mesmerized by the moon since the dawn of time. I mean, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, but some might say it's the best sequel to such favorites as The Sun or The Earth. We got the moon. There's a good follow up. Yeah. What do you think? It really completes that trilogy. That's for sure. I think so. It's a bit of like the return of the king. Yeah. Yeah. What if it's all been a big fucking lie? Huh? A big, stupid, stinky, fat fucking lie. I'd be pretty fucking pissed off. I would too, my friend. I mean, Andy, can we really know who the fuck this the moon is anyway? I mean, how can we trust the moon while it watches us every night while we sleep? And what does science even really know where the moon came from? Does it? I don't think definitively. I don't think so either. I think I'm going to talk about that. Oh, okay. I mean, this moon just can't pick. I, 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 need to, I need to vent about the moon a little bit here, my friend. Yeah, let it out. This moon can't fucking pick a lane. It's been a source of light at night. It's a timekeeper. Uh, people have used it for timekeeping through agriculture, right? It's been a navigator for sailing ships. It's always there every night watching, waiting. I mean... For fuck's sake, it's the only celestial body we've ever visited. We've that, ever, humans have only ever been to the moon and the earth. That's true. So what's this guy's deal? Oh, the moon causes the poles of our planets to, to stay perfectly aligned so that our planet doesn't rock back and forth 90 degrees, you know, essentially making life possible for this planet. I mean, yeah, the moon makes life possible for this planet. The moon also controls the tides, which you've maybe, maybe you knew that. Because it orbits so closely to our planet, it actually pulls water towards it. Think of like a tennis ball uh, floating, uh, you know, floating around, orbiting an American football. That's kind of how the moon like actually pulls water in that kind of way. That's how the tide works. Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that. Then these changing, these changing tides helped life move from the oceans to the land. Now, I know what you're thinking. I can see it on your dumb face. Some people, some sheeple might say, well, we should be thanking the moon for all it does. But but the real keen minds, the fucking brainiacs like me, they know to ask, why is the moon doing all this, huh? And can the moon be trusted? Hmm. Which leads me to ask the big question. What if it's hollow? Yeah, I think that's the only logical conclusion. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to thank the moon for making me alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to thank the moon for humanity. <laughs> fuck you, moon. Yeah, fuck you, moon. I don't know what's inside you, if anything, but fuck you for that. Yeah. Good night, moon. That's my good night, moon. Fuck. Good night, moon. Forever. Yeah. Good night, moon. Um, well, that's what we're here to talk about, bunkfuckers. I'm going to give you the whole enchilada on whether the moon might actually be real or not, and whether it's hollow, and what's inside of it. Like a fucking kinder egg. We're going to crack this motherfucker open and see what see what little prize is inside that I'm going to choke on. It's a choking hazard. Is there candy inside the moon? <laughs> it's not a Wonder Ball, even oh. though I did love a Wonder Ball. A Wonder Ball. <laughs> now, the first suggestion of the moon being hollow actually was from a uh, science fiction novel from H.G. Wells. Oh. Friend of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've had him on a few times. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, the First Men in the Moon. It was published in the year 1901. The novel tells the story of a journey to the moon undertaken by two uh, the two main protagonists 
who discovered that the moon is inhabited by a sophisticated extraterrestrial civilization of insect-like creatures they call selenites who live in a system of like underground caverns and caves. Isn't that kind of neat? Wow. I think that's super neat. So they live under the surface of the moon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Now, here's the thing. I think all of us present can agree the moon can't be trusted. Right. For all the things that I listed up top. Sure. Right. We cannot trust the moon. So we all agree, but I think it's our duty here to reverse engineer exactly why the moon is so sus. And one of the big reasons is because the damn thing is hollow and apparently rang like a bell. You've heard of a bell, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Church bells, wedding bells. Right. Uh, dinner bells. Dinner bell. Um, bell. Reindeer. From Beauty and the Beast. Oh, different kind of bell. Uh, it rang like a bell. Now, seismometers were installed on the moon from 1972 to 1977 by the Apollo moon missions. Mm -hmm. And they were there to record moonquakes. Uh, moonquakes? Uh, hello? What is it, the moon? Are you made of cheese or cake? Some kind of cheesy Danish, perhaps, to split the difference? Oh, that sounds good. Oh, wait. Moonquakes. Yeah, it's quakes. Oh. Like earthquakes. Like earthquakes. Yeah. I thought you said mooncakes. I didn't say it. You said it. I thought I said mooncakes. No. This joke makes sense. <laughs> um, it works as a joke. The logic just doesn't. It just, it makes sense. Think about it, bunkfuckers, in a different way. I know it makes sense. There's mooncakes. Moonquakes. These moonquakes demonstrated that the Earth exerts tidal forces on the moon, uh -huh. which would only be possible if there were solid masses under the surface of the moon, much like Earth, in which the moon is squeezed by tidal forces. The masses rub against each other and cause a moonquake. It's all very sexual. Yeah. When you really think about earthquakes. I mean, it is kind of hot to think about the insides of the moon just getting pulled, tugged by the Earth yeah. until it just releases. Now, shuddering. I mean, that's what and an earthquake is, right? It's two tectonic plates fucking... Fucking, bang, fucking banging, each other. Banging. Yeah. They're banging. Yeah. So get this. When Apollo 12, they, they deliberately crashed the ascent stage of the uh, lunar module into the moon's surface to record the seismic activity. Like, what happens when something crashes into the moon? Yeah. Let's get some data back, right? So they monitored it, and apparently the result of that size, uh, seismic activity was that of like a ringing bell for more than an hour. That's like the crux of all hollow moon fucking everything comes from the seismic activity that was recorded, <laughs> right? They were like, holy shit, it's exactly like a ringing bell. The moon is hollow. And that's exactly what they claimed. I mean, this is like the basic thing. Well, like if you hook a bell up to a seismometer. Yeah. It gives the same sort of waveform. Yeah, it would be like if you recorded the, the seismic activity, you imagine like a bell fucking ringing back and forth and this probably vibrating on a micro whatever level, uh -huh. seismic level. And so whatever the graphing, the graph charts of the size, seismic activity was, was like a bell. Okay. For an hour. Wow. Now, lunar seismology experts conducted during uh, the Apollo missions have since shown that the lunar body has shallow quakes and act differently than those of Earth. Due to the differences in texture, type, and density between the two planetary bodies. However, you know, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. 
Hollow Mooners mentioned that even people like Carl Sagan wrote that the hollow planetary bodies cannot exist naturally. So you've got this weird conundrum where these ancient alien theorists, these hollow mooners, they're looking at this size, seismology, uh, I don't know what to call it, seismic activity. They're yeah. thinking, okay, it's hollow, it's like a bell, something's going on here. Right. But then you've got people like Carl Sagan, other physicists, right, writing that Hollow planetary bodies cannot exist naturally in nature. That's not something that's naturally going to occur. You're not going to have a hollow planet. Right. So what do we do? We can't have a hollow planet. We have this thing that's acting like it's hollow. But then we have people saying, well, that can't occur naturally. So what's the answer to that? Well, then the moon is not fucking natural, baby. This is augmented moon. And who would have the who would have the technology capable of hollowing an entire moon or portions of the moon? So let's just come out and say what's on everybody's mind. The moon was engineered and brought here by ancient aliens. It's artificial. Oh, That's what we're getting at. Yeah. We can't have a hollow thing occurring naturally. Right. And it is recording some kind of hollow fucking activity. Right. So therefore, ancient aliens hollowed out a fucking moon and they brought it here artificially. Because it can't be a more modern invention because all of recorded history has recorded the moon. That's right. That's right. But we'll touch on that as well, Andy. But in the 1970s, Soviet scientists Michael Vassen, Vassen, Mikhail Vassen, and Alexander Shrobakov proposed that the moon is a massive space station mm -hmm. built by some known alien beings and brought to Earth in the past in an article called is the moon the creation of alien intelligence? I love this. This is journalism you can trust. None of that bullshit <laughs> fucking op. Just coming out and saying it, asking the hard questions. Is the moon the creation of alien intelligence? Question mark. Answer it. You ever think about that, Andy? When you look up at the moon at night? Big moon guy? Yeah, I'm a big moon. Pretty big moon guy, uh, I would say. Love the moon. Um, enjoy looking at it. Yeah. Spying its shimmery little body up there in the, in the sky. Uh, I guess never really considered that it's a space station, though. You're a big... Uh, I mean, knowing what you know already about ancient aliens, where do you think this is going? Well, I kind of have an opinion that this is probably somehow going to tie into Zechariah Sitchin and the Anunnaki's probably brought the hollow moon here and this is how they kept an eye on things this was like the way station between planet x and earth and this is where they monitored the um operations for you know genetic um breeding with the uh anunnaki and life on earth and also the precious metals mining operations which is an important part Pretty astute. I guess we'll see if you're right. Okay. Also, the Nazis are coming in, I think. We'll see. I think the Nazis are going to get in there at some point. So this article, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Stool Intelligence? Society, Nazis connected yep. with the Anunnaki. Sure. They took over operations of the base when the, uh, the Anunnaki had to return back to Planet X. That's where I'm, that's my trajectory <laughs> that's for this. you're going, bunkfuckers. Let's see if Andy's right. 
So this article, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence, was not published in any peer-reviewed journals and was on basically the Soviet equivalent of Reader's Digest, Sputnik Magazine. That's not a joke. That's actually what it was called. <laughs> Sputnik Magazine, baby. Oh, fuck yeah. Used to keep those under my bed. I'm, I've been reading Spunk Nick Magazine. Uh, Vasin and Shcherbakov also cited earlier speculation by astrophysicist Iosif Shlovsky, who believed that the Martian moon Phobos was a hollow artificial satellite as well. Mm. So this has been floating around for a while, but they were kind of the first to really put pen to paper and come out and say, hey, the moon's a fucking space station built by aliens, baby. It was brought here artificially by a giant rocket engine. Mm. So they based their theory on the hollow evidence cited earlier. Like I said, that that seismic activity that was reported where it was like a bell. And since no planet could exist naturally given the laws of physics, but also we got to talk about the surface of the moon. The moon is covered with craters. Yeah. You know pock, about this? Pock marked to fuck. The, the the moon looks like it had smallpox and cystic acne its entire life. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, this uh this moon it looks like the worst teenager. <laughs> Uh, but actually it's kind of wild. The moon is like, has craters inside of craters covered in craters, big craters, small craters, some craters as big as your head, one crater, two crater, red crater, blue crater. I mean, it's got craters. It's crater section craters, little craters, craters who climb on rocks. (laughs) Exactly. There's so many craters. This is because the moon has no atmosphere. Uh, it's fucking lame as hell. Right, yeah. There's no, there's no fucking atmosphere. I mean, you go up there, and it's just like, this is this is fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> this is the most bland, boring experience I've ever had. Now, look, I've been to the moon a few times. Sure you have. You know, I had my bachelor party there, and, like, I regret it, sure, because it's just like, you think you're going to have a good time. It's like, well, it's the moon, you know? Yeah. It's so chic. It's so hard to get into, right? but it's like, you get there, and you're like, this is kind of, kind of fucking sucks. This oh, was really right. expensive to come here. Right. And meanwhile, like, I don't even get bottle service? Like, what the fuck? Andy, of course, known for his bottle service and VIP treatment at clubs. Popping bottles. Um, Any kind of meteor, basically big or small, that would typically burn up before hitting the Earth's surface in our atmosphere, they just fucking smash right into the moon. Uh, There's no atmosphere to slow them down, so they just go... They're smashing right into that fucking thing. That's why it's covered in craters. Yeah. But when they do, they make impact craters. Um, and, and there's a very interesting phenomenon with them. So imagine, if you will, Bunk Funkers and Andy, imagine, like, just conceptualizing your little mind eye, um, okay. your tiny peanut brain, your peanut brittle brain. Uh, like, like a meteor crashing into the moon, you would think mm-hmm. that there's, like, this huge divot or crater that would be formed, right, from that crash. You would have, you know, like, um, like anything. You throw a rock into the sand and it goes and it like, you know, crashes down into the sand or something, right? Or into the snow. Same, same deal. I mean, I know where you're going. I think it probably right. depends a lot on the trajectory of the object and sure how massive it is. And But like some of these big asteroids, you would expect them to really fucking burrow deep into the moon. They're traveling really fucking fast through space. There's no friction. There's nothing stopping it down. It's just colliding. Yeah. Pure collision. Isn't the, uh, you're probably going to talk about this, so I probably won't bring it up. Yeah, but shut it- shut up. <laughs> Fucking shut up. <laughs> I want to talk about moon craters. Okay, let's No, see. what were you going to talk about? I was going to say, but it, you know, the surface of the moon I think is is quite a thick layer of dust exactly. all over the top of the moon. Exactly. Regolith. You're, yeah, you're, you're getting a little head. All so right. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. 
No, you're right. Uh, and the Nazis are part of the regolith, is what I'm, you're saying? I can't answer that yet. Okay. I cannot say for certain. All right. You would think that they would make these huge divots and they would be concave at the bottom, right? But actually, the bottoms of the moon craters are convex, meaning the bottom layer of the crater, right? The, the bed of the crater, there's actually kind of this semi-round bulge, which is something it, you're familiar with. It, yeah. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people refer to you as the semi-round bulge. The semi-round bulge, yeah. The battle of the semi-round bulge. Yeah, yeah. When I was a uh, semi-pro wrestler, I was called, I was called the semi-round bulge. That was my that was my nickname. <laughs> so wait, the bottom of the crater, yeah, points back up toward the top of the crater. Correct. It's oh. imagine like a. Big, it's like it recoils. Yes, exactly. Imagine so it's like, like, it's like a big, it's like silly putty or gack or something. Exactly. Imagine like a contact lens, like a big contact lens yeah. at the bottom of a cup. Yeah, that's what the craters on the moon look like. Huh. So, uh, and the the contact lens is the round side is facing up. It's yeah, right. Other fucking fuck, whatever. You you know what I'm saying? It's convex at the bottom. I got your analogy. And furthermore, the depths of all the craters seem to be very similar. No one crater ever goes deeper than the other, which would not make sense. Why would this happen? The moon, the hollow mooners are saying, like, <laughs> bigger asteroids traveling faster should go deeper than smaller asteroids not traveling as fast. But for some reason, all of them only go about a certain amount thick, which which the two Soviet scientists will mention how thick that is later. It's not thick with two Cs, I'll tell you that much. So that's a very interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Now, science says that, like you mentioned, the regolith, which is a, it's this like mixture of not so fine and also very fucking fine rock dust, essentially, regolith. Yeah. It's covered all over the surface of the moon. And this fucking regolith was a huge, it's like, it's like worse than sand on the beach. It was getting all, like it's so fine and dusty. When the astronauts were there on the moon, it would cl just clump everywhere. It would get all in their instruments. It was hard. That's why there's footprints right. on the moon because yeah. it's not solid. It's dusty. Right. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker hates the moon. Oh, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker would I hate the moon. I hate Regolith. It's everywhere, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin on Kenobi. I hate, I hate the moon. You are going to use the force to fly us back to Earth, right? Right? Kill them all, master. Stop calling me that. I'm your commander. I'm going to punch you in the fucking mouth. I'm going to fucking take that stupid ponytail off your hair. What is that thing? And why do all the Jedis have to be virgins? When did that happen? I'm Buzz Aldrin. I fuck when I want to. I'm Buzz Aldrin. I fuck and fly. You fucking weirdo. What's that stupid sword? Oh, God. <laughs> ah, my fucking legs. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Anakin. Sliced them off. Slice off my legs. Right Mayday. in the middle of the thigh. <laughs> Houston, we got a problem. Uh. <laughs> you got to bring it back to life. The dark side says you can. Give me the power, master, to bring her. Who are you talking about? Let her go, dude. You're being in, a creep. In your anger, you killed her. No, Neil Armstrong, no. It is I, Emperor Armstrongestine. Armstrong. <laughs> 
stay inside the capsule, I must. <laughs> Travel to the surface? I will not. <laughs> Michael Koda, I am. <laughs> the younglings. I killed them all. It's, I hate regolith. <laughs> okay. So the fucking regolith is like sand, right? There's a fuck ton of it. It's all over the moon. And science says that's what's causing the convex <clears throat> bottoms, right? You're exactly right. Meteors fucking just pummel the moon and then... It's such a large impact, and the regolith is so fine, it's kicking back up. And because the moon has no atmosphere and low gravity, it settles down very gently and causes it that convex bottom on the, 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 at the bottom of the crater on the impact site. Now, Oh, I see. So it just sort of stacks up like it's just right. like sands through an hourglass. Exactly. It's, it, that, yeah, that creates it, a pile before it yes. like falls down. Exactly. Now, there's also mention of the moon has, quote unquote, seas, right? That you, We've heard the Sea mm-hmm. of Tranquility. Uh, they, they gave them all these funny names. There's like the Sea of Tempest. They gave them these weird names. These ancient like Renaissance philosophers gave the moon, or like Galileo and those motherfuckers, all gave the moon like weird. They thought they were oceans. They weren't. Right. What, what that actually is on the moon is dried lava beds. Mm-hmm. So these impacts would also crash into the moon. Lava would come up from somewhere underneath the surface, maybe dry out. And then that would also interact with the regolith to create these weird structures or um, some of the things that people point at when they look at the surface of the moon. And they were like, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. Um, And that's what creates all these these dark spots all over the moon. And these have been dubbed like lakes or oceans of hardened lava. Now. Hollow mooners are like, fuck that. That's not true. Fuck you. What's happening is these large meteors are drilling through a rocky layer and then hitting some kind of armored metal hull underneath that conceals a Death Star-like UFO. So Anakin Skywalker might have actually been involved with the fucking moon. Wow. How how appropriate. (laughs) I don't know, right? Hollow Mooners also try to explain why almost all of the moon's dried lava flows are on the side that always faces Earth by arguing that these seas, uh, currently known to be like plains of solidified lavas that ooze from the moon's interior, like I said, are, then that happened billions of years ago, are some sort of reinforcement to better endure the impacts, right? So basically, they they say, okay, the rocks are all the same depth because they're hitting a metal hole. They go through, yes, there's a rocky layer, and Vassin and Sherbakov say that the surface of the moon is actually only 2.5 miles thick. Okay. So there's a 2.5 mile mm-hmm. thick layer of rock and regolith and bullshit. That's why the depths of the craters are all the same. The lava is just there for appearances and to help with the impacts and the image. And that's how they write everything off. And there's a metal hull in the center that's concealing a space station. Okay. Got it. So they also noted that the moon dust, the regolith on the surface of the moon, primarily consists of chromium, titanium, and zirconium. And that if scientists wanted to engineer an elemental concoction perfectly designed to protect something from the harsh elements of extreme temperature, meteor bombardment, cosmic radiation, all of which happen constantly on the moon, that would be the exact concoction. So hollow mooners are like, 
basically too good to be true. Right. The, the surface of the moon was perfectly designed to protect what's inside, like wow. a steel kinder egg. Oh. So basically, they designed all the materials on the surface of the moon to protect the space station inside from the meteors. This is a quote unquote, quote unquote. natural type of insulation. Yeah. That they've placed on top. Right. The ancient aliens knew station. what they were doing. Right. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. You can't just have a fucking space station floating through space like that. Right. Could get bombarded. It's gotta, need, it's gotta have protection. You need fucking gravity fields and shit. Yeah. Like them fucking uh, droid guys they are fighting on Naboo. You know when them droid guys, there's droidicas show up and then Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn have to fight those guys. You guys remember when that? They're freaking lightsabers. They be hitting them lasers off and shit. Bouncing right off them droidicas. The droidicas go... Them droidicas. You remember them? You draining them droidicas? You remember them bumfuckers? Them, them little rolling guys that got them shields on them? Them rolling guys. Not, I'm not talking about them yellow fellers that go roger, roger. Right, right. No, no, no. no I'm no, talking no. about them brown guys with little like balls. Brownie little purple ones that roll around. Yeah, and they roll they, around. They, they pop open and they got them shields. Man, that Trade Federation, huh? They had some cool shit, huh? <laughs> kind of makes you wonder if they could just build an unlimited number of soldiers. How come they didn't do better in that war, huh? Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of fucking does. I don't know. Sometimes I think about them first three movies and I think maybe this plot wasn't all that well thought out. I don't know, but I'm probably wrong. I trust George Lucas. <laughs> I trust George Lucas. Um, But who built the spacecraft, Andy, and why? You made your guess already. Yeah. So uh, now knowing what you know, do you want to amend your guess? You're saying, again, ancient Anunnaki's? Um, no, I'm going to stick with that. Okay. I'm going to maintain that guess. I think that's a very sound guess. I think I have good reasoning behind it. Well, you're wrong. It was the reptilian. Oh, fuck. They operate from it. It's here to monitor our planet. Fucking deal with it. You were actually pretty fucking close. Wow. The reptilians. Uh, yeah. So mm, this takes a, this takes an aggressive anti-human. Very bent. anti-human. Because bunkfuckers, as you know, humans are aligned against the draconians. That's right. The draconians the, are evil. The reptilians, yeah. Now, I mean, okay, you you talk to which alien, ancient alien theorists you want to talk to, they're going to yeah. tell you different things. But for right. the sake of this argument, we're going with the reptilians. Okay. Building off that 1970s article, that thing sparked a whole fucking slew of hollow moon books written by various different authors who mm-hmm. were like, yeah, what if the moon, is the moon real? People were fucking obsessed with the moon. Right. We landed on the moon. Everyone was talking about the moon. You have the moon hoax, right? We talked about that, moon landing hoax. Now you've got people being mm-hmm. like, is the moon even real? How can we even know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's coalescing. Um, but yes, it's, it was built by ancient aliens. It was built by the reptilians intending to monitor us and that NASA is covering that shit up. Oh, NASA Dude. knows. NASA fucking knows. The NWO knows that the reptilians mm. built that. Okay. And it's here to monitor us right. and do us some other things. So hollow mooners such as Don Wilson, author of Our Mysterious Spaceship Moon, claim that the Mooney, a <laughs> like Mooney the, spaceship... I like that title. Uh, it's a great fucking title. Uh, would have come here a millennia ago, which is why certain cultures have legends of a second moon shining in the sky. And these damn reptilians replaced the natural moon with this new artificial spaceship moon. Okay, so there was a real moon. Yeah. But the reptilian, what did they do with the old moon? They just got rid of it. Where did it go? I don't know. They like push it off its orbit and it just floated away? Maybe they hollowed out the original moon and replaced it with the spaceship moon. Well, 
took all the insides out. In the 5th century BC, ancient Roman and Greek authors wrote of a time before there was a moon in the heavens. Similar phrases can be seen in the ancient Hebrew Bible. And this is the big one. Mm -hmm. The ancient alien crowd loves this one. Yeah. Ancient Zulu legends. Okay. They always talk about this Zulu shaman that they all have consulted. Okay. So, it's like a living Zulu shaman? Yes. Wow. This ancient cool. Zulu legend okay. says that the moon was brought to earth hundreds of generations ago. Mm -hmm. It goes something like this. Basically, I'm giving you the short of it. Okay. Two ancient deities um, in the legend formed the moon out of an ancient sky dragon egg, which was hollowed out, and then the yolk was removed um, and formed into the moon. So these two deities, they were brothers. They stole a fucking sky dragon egg, brought it to earth, hollowed it out, formed the moon out of it. And its purpose there was to keep an eye over planet Earth. So this ancient Zulu legend is just every ancient alien person is like, oh, fuck, dude. Like you have Sukulos going like, hey, man, when ancient legends and modern science match up, that's where I start paying attention. That's when I come. That's when he comes. It's basically what he said. Yeah. So <laughs> these ancient deities. Yeah. What did they do with the yolk? Did they eat it? They formed the moon out of it. Oh, they made, they didn't use the shell. They made the moon out of the yolk. Sure. Yeah. I just assumed they were going to use the shell and eat the yolk. The shell became the moon. And then they yeah. Well, I breakfast. know you're just obsessed with They ate that sky dragon egg yeah. for breakfast. But, you know, um, noted supporters of the reptilian theory are Sergio Sucolos. No. Oh. Fuck. None other than David Icke. Go figure. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. You know. Should have guessed that first. Should have seen that coming. Funkers. He believes the Zulu legend is way too close to the common ancient alien theories with reptilians and the Anunnaki, right? Yeah. The Zulu described their two deities who formed the moon as having, guess what? Scaly skin. Uh, Sounds a little bit like the fucking draconians, don't you think? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Ike oh, believes. Oh, oh f fuck. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Piggy. Oh, the moon. Yeah. When the moon hits your eye. You're Pazulu. You come. So I believe the ancient alien moon, uh, you know, knew these, these, these hollow moon planets. They moved the hollow moon planets into place in order to wipe the slate, so to speak. Basically, mm -hmm. right? Think about it like this way. The moon has immense control over our planet's atmosphere and climate. Mm -hmm. Thus, when the reptilians move these artificial moons, they use these things, they move them into place, into a post planet, right? It causes massive catastrophes. You got to imagine when, like, if you move the moon at all, it's going to cause climate change, massive climate change, because the moon has such control over our climate. That gravity is very important, that grav yes. gravity relationship between the Earth and Moon. So the reptilians use this to their advantage. They wipe out whatever civilization was there before they placed the Moon. Then the ancient reptilians work on rebuilding the civilization the way they want it as, guess what? A slave race. Yep. There it is. To them. And then they keep an eye on it with the Moon. They watch I was you. pretty close. You were pretty, pretty fucking close. close. You were pretty fucking close, my man. Just picked the wrong ETs. You did. So so that's the reptilian take on it, mm. right? Yeah. The moon is hollow. The moon is a fucking space station. The moon was built by the reptilians to 
like create the perfect climate to create mm-hmm. human beings who are going to be a slave race to the reptilians in their like long master plan of creating a world domination. Um, and then they use the moon to spy on us. So neat. That's, that's, you know, there's also, there's a little bit of like splinter stuff here that we'll get into. That's kind of the main theory, right? That's yeah. the through line. That's the big, the moon rang like a hollow bell. Therefore moon is spaceship. Therefore reptilians built it and are using it to spy on us. Cool. There you go. Yeah. That's your trifecta bunk bunkers. Now, authors such as Wilson, as I mentioned earlier, point out that the mineral and metallic composition of the material on the moon is not like anything that we see on Earth. And the apparent calculated age of the moon seems to be greater than the age of our entire solar system. I mean, I'm just going to come out and say what we're all thinking. The moon's a fucking pedo. We're all thinking this. People are saying this. People are thinking about this. People are posting this online. Just the truth. Sorry. Moon's an old creep. Yeah. Our young, hot little solar system, this old ass moon comes trouncing in. So fucking old. Young, hot little earth just formed. Gross. Creep. Date someone your own age. You fucking sicko. Yeah. Moon's a stage five clinger, dude. (laughs) You might not believe it. But I can see it on your face. Here's the evidence. Here's the evidence. <laughs> Another thing that hollow mooners like to point out um, is that there are these obelisks that they believe can be seen from the 1966 uh, Lunar 2 orbit photos taken by NASA. The main obelisk, there's eight of them. Have you heard about these before? Yeah, I've heard about these moon yep. obelisks There's before. There's the, these large obelisks. There's eight of them. And the tallest one um, of the eight is almost 15 stories tall. And... Ancient alien theorists love to point out that these are very similar to obelisks seen like on Earth in ancient Egypt. Right. So uh, the moon also is being constantly bombarded with meteors for billions of years. How can these structures survive such impacts? Explain that. Checkmate. They're spires. They're used to communicate between the Earth and the moon. Communications antennas. Yep. Mm. Communication antennas. So, um, let's see here. Let's get to the dark side of the moon. You ever heard of that, Andy? Big Pink Floyd guy? Yeah, Big Pink big, big Floyd guy. Was Dark Side of the Moon a Pink Floyd thing, or was that an Ozzy Osbourne thing? That's, no, that's Bark a, at the Moon. That's a, Yeah, that's a Pink Floyd thing, Dark Side of the Moon. So, here's the thing about the moon. It's Dark Side of the Moon. You can watch it. You're supposed to, like, that's the like, right. thing about it. You watch it. Well, you listen to it while you watch Wizard of Oz. Oh, right. And it's supposed to match up. I don't know. Yeah, point out where one of the little people killed themselves or something. Yeah. An ostrich. Emu? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Flying monkeys. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Uh, <laughs> here's the other creepy thing about the moon, my man. Why the moon can't be trusted. <laughs> let me let me let you in on this little secret. You ever yeah. think about this? No. Moon is a two-faced piece of shit. Yeah. We only ever see one side of the moon. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that the moon is phase-locked into rotation with the Earth, yeah. only one side of the moon is ever visible to us. Yeah. So we rotate around the sun, and the moon rotates around us, but it always keeps one face towards us. We've never seen the moon's backside. Yeah. I don't know what's back there. <laughs> and that makes me suspicious of you, the moon. As you should be. What's the moon hiding? What could be hiding on the dark side of the moon? Well, Andy, some hollow mooners believe it is home to the Lunar Operations Command, 
which is a secret moon space station that serves as a hub of the evil Dark Force space Nazis. And yes, the base is built to look like a swastika. Woo! <laughs> yeah, baby. I knew it. I knew the Nazis would be up on that moon. <laughs> Woo! You were 100% correct. Bug fuckers, pay out the pay out the believers, pay out the 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 over on it. Andy was right. Woo! 50-50. It was heads. Yes, there are fucking, of course, space Nazis involved with this story. Damn. <laughs> uh, they use it to conduct space battles across the galaxy from here. I think the Lunar Command is a fantastic topic. The base for is time. shaped like a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the dark side of the moon. No reason to be subtle. <laughs> Nobody can look and see us up here. It's dark. <laughs> yeah, let's build it like a big old swastika. What's the deal? <laughs> Um, uh, don't you think this is a kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, we're kind of showing our hands a little bit. That's not a German accent, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> the best design is not practical. Hey, who cares? It's me, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> to get from the one wing to the other is, uh, is just not a uh, good design. Hey, I don't give a fuck. I got a battle fucking space aliens across the galaxy. With my battle one. Come here. Germo. I hate I hate the sand. Master. I hate the sand fuhrer. Yo, have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Weiss? Guy. Dark Plague Werner von Weiss. <laughs> It said he was so powerful he could bring uh he could bring uh people back from the dead. Yo, my pet one, you're not you're not powerful, you're not ready for that kind of power. You need to get that out of your head. My girl one, my pad my pad of girls. Girls. <laughs> my pad of girls. But master, please. This regolith in my butt. This fucking regolith, the younglings, master. Um, you were right, Andy. They're there. Wow. These fucking space Nazis. These fucking Nazis. They're everywhere. They're on the dark side of the moon. The aliens are on the dark side of the moon. I think they share lunar command modules together and they yeah. operate some of the dark fleet from there. Right. It's a great fucking topic. We need to get into that topic because it's so fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. So that's all one big theory, right? That's kind of, it's a trifecta. The moon rang like a hollow bell. The, therefore, it is a fucking space station. Therefore, reptilians and evil aliens are using it. The draconians plus evil space Nazis are using it as a space station, space hub to both spy on Earth and conduct their evil dark force space fucking wars. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. There's some other theories, though. Um, some people, uh, so-called Nibiru conspiracy theorists... <gasps> Yes, that's right. Believe that the moon is just a reflection to cover the coming of planet X. Now, we talked about this a little bit in our the world ended in 2012, right? That that the Mayan calendar actually predicted the coming of Nibiru, right? Right. And that that was a sign of the apocalypse. Right. That if Nibiru appears or planet X appears, we're all going to be doomed because it's like the ancient aliens coming back to, I don't know, enslave us. 
fuck us. Take what's theirs. Yeah, I don't know. Do whatever they want with us. Have their way with us. Like, oh, no. Like, you know, oh, whatever. No. Like Ancient Anunnaki, yeah. don't have your way with me. Like whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> My pants are so loose, they just fell off. Oh, geez. I tried to run, but I fell down. On my tummy with my butt in the air. Oh, how'd this KY lotion get all over my hot body? Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Ancient Anunnaki do not have sex with my tender little anus. Ooh, you're being so Anunnaki. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, um, this, this Nibiru conspiracy theorist, which I love the subgenre of conspiracy. Oh, hey, well, what kind of what kind of conspiracy are you interested in? I'm only a Nibiru conspiracy theorist. Please keep that 9-11 shit away from me. JFK was just assassinated by one JFK, lone gunman. It was a lone gunman. <laughs> but hey, you know humans? <laughs> Created by aliens. <laughs> Nibiru? Already on its way. Yeah. <laughs> so they believe that, um, you know, the global elite, right? They have a series of underground bunkers ready to head to sh uh, should the system known as Planet X trigger the apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. If Nibiru or Planet X shows up. So... Um, basically, to boil down this idea, um, chemtrails are being sprayed into the sky to hide Nibiru's approach, of course. Right, sure. Um, and the sun and the moon are actually just reflector simulators. So the moon is actually just a cloaking device. It's hiding Nibiru's approach. Mm. And Nibiru's approaching, of course, which will bring the apocalypse. Right. But the New World Order doesn't want you to know that, Andy. Right. So fair enough. Because if, if I didn't know that, I would go buy all of the toilet paper That's right. from the store and break the economy. And you would you would be stocking up on gas. I would be drinking gas. You'd be drinking gasoline. Just to have some on hand. That's right. Now, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of, I mean, we kind of have, I've been weaving in some of the skeptics takes here. Like they obviously have a scientific explanation for mm -hmm. why the moon was seismic. We talked about that. We talked about the regolith. Right. Other things that hollow mooners like to point out is the lights, flashes of lights. They always point this out. They have this in common with moon hoaxers. We're like, well, what's that flash of light we saw on the moon? Why is the moon so reflective? We talked about this on our moon hoax episode. Mm -hmm. um, essentially yeah. the moon the surface of the moon, this regolith, is highly reflective. It has a reflective property called al albedo. And the albedo of regolith is um, 7 to 10%, which is about the same as like a parking lot. So it's asphalt. It's, it's, it's kind of reflective. It reflects light quite well. So that's the scientific explanation for that. And then there's this idea that um, was put forward by Christopher Knight and Alan Butler in their book, Who Built the Moon? Who Built the Moon? They believe that at some point in the future, humanity traveled back in time 4.6 billion years to artificially construct the moon. It was the Freemasons. Oh, humans from the future went back in time, built the moon. Right. Okay. So they're kind of splintered off. They're, they're, they're the, maybe the most fun. They're like, it's not aliens, you dummies. We did that yeah. from the future. It's future time traveling Freemasons. Wow. God damn. You know, that's a big gamble too. Yeah. If you live in the future. Mm-hmm. And you say, let me go back in time billions of years and build a moon. You could, you might fuck yourself out of existence. Talk about the butterfly effect. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, and then there's this like kind of the smallest, maybe the, it's just like what, so now we're getting into like, what the fuck is the moon? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the moon? Yeah. What is this thing? 
What is the We don't the know officially. We do not know. We have lots of theories. Yeah, that's true. And one of the major theories is that the moon is just a protoplanet. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of things that the hollow mooners like to point out is that the moon has a different density than Earth. It's less dense than the Earth. Um, but the fact that the moon is made up of primarily rocky material that has such density, um, you know, things like the giant impact theory, um, try to kind of... Uh, about like why why is the moon why is it there's similarities between moon rock and earth's rock and why does it have but why does it have less density and like is it hollow and things like the giant impact theory which the long and short of it we'll get into it but the long and short of it is just that the giant impact theory is sort of saying that long ago this like proto mars like planet crashed into the earth and they like fucked and formed together and they split off they got divorced, but they're still friends. This, and then they're like kind of similar. So that's why the moon has like some stuff. It doesn't have like an iron core like the fucking earth does, but right. it's a little bit less dense. Yeah. So there was like three major theories for how the moon was formed. Um, there was basically that it was an independent dwarf planet until it was captured by the earth's gravity. The earth basically was like scorpion from Mortal Kombat. It was like, get over here. Yeah, I would say we were more like orcs because we went after the dwarf planet. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We were like the orcs of Mordor. Right. Where are they being built? Yeah, well, there were orcs from Mordor. Okay. And then there were also the uh, Urukai. Urukai. That were coming from Isengard. Isengard. Yeah. Now, there was the Earth was spinning so fast that part of it broke off and formed the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like the earth spinning around too much and throwing up. Exactly right. Yeah. It's like those old, uh, tire swings they used to have on playgrounds. Yeah. Remember those fucking yeah, things? I remember that. Oh yeah. Those things were dangerous. Oh yeah. A lot of nails in those tires. <laughs> A lot of used needles and nails in those tires. <laughs> Real nails. fun. Yeah. And then there's this idea that the moon was accreted from the same accretion disc that formed the solar systems, you know, our fucking planet, right? Like Earth. But a lot of these don't really talk about its origin, really, I guess. It's just like theories of where it came from, but not like exactly how. Yeah. Um, so, um, this was all before what's kind of been embraced by the scientific community. Um, when, when lunar rocks were brought back by the Apollo missions... Um, and they were found to be very similar to rocks found on Earth, um, which kind of also disproved claims that the lunar rocks were older than the Earth's oldest known rocks. Um, what this all indicated was that the moon was either formed from the same disk as the Earth or formed from the debris of a giant impact with it and that the moon is not a captured dwarf planet. So we, what we're basically doing is we're ruling out that the moon just sort of came here and was like, Fucking just captured by us, which kind of, in a way, scientifically disproves the hollow moon theory because that whole theory revolves around the fact that aliens either captured the moon, built the moon, formed the moon, and then hollowed it out and brought it here through giant moon thrusters. Yeah. It also kind of ruins your pedophile moon hypothesis. Exactly. It ruins the pedophile moon hypothesis. Yeah. Now... Ancient alien theorists believe that the, a lot of this is bullshit. 
Right. Because they, they like they to, they use this argument of it's just too convenient to be not designed. Let me throw some facts at you. <laughs> the moon is about 400 times smaller than the sun, but the sun is also 400 times away from the earth. This allows the moon to perfectly, perfectly line up and cause solar eclipses. No other moon does this. It's exactly perfect. Coincidence? Mm. Coincidence? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it was designed perfectly to line up with the sun. Um, furthermore, the moon is unlike any other planet's moons. Our moon is fucking massive in relation to other moons and to the way it orbits around us. It's so fucking close. It takes yeah. three days to get to the moon. That's it. Yeah. You fucking go to Titan or Phobos, fucking uh, the moons around Neptune, the moons around Neptune. They fucking forever. They're super far away and they're tiny as fuck. There's a lot more of them. And there's so many more of them. Jupiter has like 69 moons. Nice. I don't know if that number's correct, but Jupiter has a lot of moons. Got a lot of moons. Saturn has a lot of moons. Mars has moons. Two moons. And they're all smaller in relation <clears throat> to the host planet. Yeah. Our moon, really big in yeah. relation to us, also very close to us. Coincidence? Maybe. Cheeseburger. <laughs> so what's the fucking deal, dude? <laughs> what is this shit? What is the origin of the moon, dude? It's like fucking Spider-Man. It's origin story after origin story. Like, what is the story, dude? The moon, no way home. The moon, no way home. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Toby Mc McGuire pointing at each other doing the Spider-Man meme. Toby McGurr. Toby. <laughs> Shout out. Ding. Remember, <laughs> call 1-800-BUNK-NOW. 1-800-BUNK-NOW. Let's talk about some of these theories. Like, what is the origin of the moon? What do we think? You have any thoughts about the origins of the moon? Um, <clears throat> well... I do have some thoughts about the origins of the moon and that I think that I can't decide what is the moon's actual origin. Mm -hmm. Cause I've heard these things before I've heard this, um, you know, the, the, the impact hypothesis before. And I guess I've always sort of felt like that seems less possible mm. to me because, but you know, I guess the earth is a very play actively tectonic planet. Mm -hmm. So if there was a huge crater from the moon billions of years ago, splintering off or whatever, then the earth has had time to heal itself. Right. Um, but I don't know. It sort of makes sense that there was, you know, that this, this disc of matter that's becoming the solar system that just sort of at the same time, for whatever reason, Maybe the Earth would have been a much bigger planet had, so, but then something happened and these two things become separated and they don't ever fuse back together. They just sort of accrete into their own separate bodies and then they end up locked in this gravitational uh, death spiral. Very close, Andy. Um, so the impact theory, you're, you're exactly right. The impact theory says a Mars-sized planet struck the young Earth and the moon formed from the resulting debris. 
That makes sense. But there's major flaws. It assumes that the Earth and the Moon are made from different materials, though, right? Like, if a Mars-sized planet came from somewhere else outside of our forming solar system, it's made from different shit from our Earth. Right. But that's not the case. Right. The moon rocks and our rocks are too similar right. for that to be right. So that's a glaring, gaping butthole in this science experiment, right? Yeah. The science I think, I think the explanation I've heard for that is that yeah. the, the foreign object, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's still at this phase where the solar system is like not, not rotationally completely set yet. Mm-hmm. So this stuff has a chance to like fuse together. So it's this mixture of stuff, but you know, again, I don't know that that, you know, totally. You're close. You know, I mean, you're probably right. Who knows? Fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> it's the Earth and the Moon have identical isotopes. They're made from similar materials. <laughs> this is fucking weird, dude. We don't see this in other planets. Other planets, like. It is dwarf planet got captured by big planet, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of how it happened. Um, and they're different from each other. But the Earth and the Moon are like these two fuck buddies that have like always been together. So a, um, a scientist named Sarah T. Stewart has a theory that's pretty close. It's like splintered off okay. from the impact theory. It's called Synestia. Synestia is what a planet becomes when heat and spin push it over the limit of a spheroid shape. So it's it's tough to explain without like this is one of those things where it's like we're trying to explain a visual thing from an audio medium. But I think I see where you're going with yes. this. You can you can look up her TED talk, which is actually really cool. The way that the way that the solar system form is right. there's just all this matter right. that's coagulating right. around the center of the solar system, which is the sun. Yes. And the stuff you know, at first is spinning really, really fast. In this, Super fucking fast. In this primordial universe. Way too fast to harbor life. Right. And it's and it's all red hot, spinning yep. super fast. Magma. Small little particles. And eventually this stuff just starts, it starts smashing into each other. It starts slowing down. Mm-hmm. And eventually things start to crystallize. But some, generally how that happens then is there are these spheroid shapes. Like all of our planets are spheroids. The sun is a spheroid. Almost everything in the universe is a spheroid. Right. Some of these things get, they're misshapen. They're like too flat. And so they spin and then they just like, they can't hold together because the centrifugal force right. doesn't act. They're too disc-like. So right. they're going to shoot off. It like splinters. It just, it You can't have Beyblades in the, in the earth. Yeah. Everything has to be a Pokeball. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so she says the moon grew from magma rain that condensed out of the rock vapor as a Mars-like planet crashed into young Earth's Synestia. A Synestia is exactly what you're describing. It's not spheroid yet. It's like just, it probably looks a little bit more like a football. Right. But it's also not a football. It's, it's like, it's spheroid, but it's more ovoid. It's not there yet. It's right. coalescing. It's spinning fast as fuck. Right. Boom! This fucking Mars-like planet crashes into the Earth. The moon grew from the mag. All this, like, it's just chaos. Magma rain, rock vapor, all this fucking particles and shit going everywhere. And the moon grew from that. And then the synestia of this weird young Earth, Mars planet, it's synestiaing together. Exactly right. It's too disc-shaped. It can't hold itself. Mm -hmm. Splinters. 
Now you've got two shapes that are small enough and then they're spinning around each other. They cause the spheroids shape together. Mm -hmm. Synestia. Boom. Mm. That's how she believes. And I think some of the scientific community now believes the earth and the moon were formed. Worked. Interesting. Um, you know, the scientific consensus at this point, so these are some, some random other skeptics take is that the moon is mostly solid uh, with at most a possible fluid outer core and partial melt at the bottom of its mantle. Um, this is supported by, you know, some of those seismometers that were set up on the moon's surface. Um, yeah, it, it, they, they're, they're basically saying like, you know, the, the moon has had a checkup by the seismology doctor and it's perfectly normal for a solid celestial body with a non-hollow rocky metallic interior. My seismologist came over and <laughs> stuck his hand up my dark side. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. That's rough, the moon. Thank you, Venus. Ladies, <laughs> <laughs> you're not like me. I'm fucking gassy all the time, and I can't. It's just there's no fucking cure for it. Oh, my God. I'm having another hot flash. <laughs> hey, Mercury, keep it down. <laughs> Oh, God, it's hot. Another thing that scientists point out to disprove this last skeptic's take, the, to disprove the hollow moon theory, is that if the moon were hollow, let's pretend the moon were hollow, mm -hmm. it would be so fucking unstable. Given the moon's tidal pull on the Earth and how much the gravitational force of the moon affects, like the moon fucking keeps our planet keeps our poles aligned without the moon. Our planet would like, they theoretically think it would rotate 90 degrees like mm -hmm. every fucking day. Yeah. And it like, you know, our, our planet isn't actually straight up and down. Like the, the axis is off by just a smooch. And so that allows us to have seasons and bullshit like that. We'd have like, if without the moon, our planet would go from like freezing fucking cold to like blistering hot every fucking day, which is kind of how the moon is. The moon goes from like 250 degrees Fahrenheit in the, at the top when it's, its face is facing the sun to when the dark side comes, it's like negative 250 degrees. There's yeah. no atmosphere. Right. Like it's fucking brutal. Yeah. So if the moon was hollow. So yeah, it's, it's just that if the moon was hollow, it wouldn't be strong enough. It wouldn't have the gravitational pull to do all of that, to pull all of its lava to that side when it was uh, volcanically active and um, it just wouldn't have that effect if it was hollow and that dear Andy is the hollow moon wow boy for a hypothesis about an allegedly hollow celestial body a lot of meat inside that topic that's true dear bunk bunkers of course as always let us know what you think what do you think about the hollow moon what were your guesses when it comes to, um, you know, uh, Andy's bets up top and your bets up top? And um, other than that, Bunkfuckers, I hope that this, we know that this topic didn't leave you guys feeling hollow. We know it left you feeling full of the whole enchilada.
Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. Well, hey, podcast listener, my name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back, Bugfuckers. That was our research of the hollow moon. Hello, Hello moon. moon. <laughs> <laughs> you're so predictable. Yeah. I fucking know what you're going to do. It's nice to see you again, Moon. <laughs> hey, Moon. Um, Andy, what are your thoughts on the Hollow Moon? Wow, what a topic! What a fun topic! What a fun fucking topic! I am um glad that Nibiru did make an appearance. Yep. Um, I will admit that I was not totally correct about you were pretty fucking close, but you were like on the some... nose, I'd say I give you like a ninety percent. I had some good uh, good instincts about this one. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is, I think that a real trend is emerging here, which is that these topics that involve hollow celestial bodies end up being so fucking wild and fun. I I know. Hollow earth, hollow moon. They're the best because they just take like ancient stories and they just go, yeah, I mean, could be real. What if it was? That obviously was the truth. That's not a metaphor. It's not a way to explain a world that those people didn't understand. Yeah. It's a fact. <laughs> There's probably little people living inside the earth and it's hollow. <laughs> Could not be. I mean, maybe it's 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 fucking phenomenal, man. It's, I also love that some of these things is it's just literally taking fiction. Yeah. Not even ancient fiction. Not not ancient peoples with legends or stories, which I think it's hard sometimes to draw the line between what's fiction and what's just an attempt to explain the world in a way that you can understand and versus more modern works 
that are fiction. Like I think about the hollow earth, hollow earth and the like shaver mystery. Yep. And it's like, Oh, this is just a clearly a work of fiction. Literally just a dude. Who people are like, story. Well, you know, that just kind of proves that there's little people inside the earth. There could causing be our problems. Yeah. Um, it Maybe is this shaver guy was onto something. Anyway, go ahead, Art. It is interesting how little we do know about the moon. The origin of the moon is hotly debated. You know, it's sometimes I don't know I feel if it's hotly like, debated. It's debated. Oh, it's hotly debated. Fucking Twitter is always blowing up on the origin of the moon. These, trending. <laughs> these astronomers are always out there with hatchets trying to kill each other because they have different opinions about how the moon. Oh, was the formed. muckraking on the moon. Oh my god, it's incredible. This guy's a dwarf planet believer. Kill him. Kill him. Break his fucking legs. Break his goddamn legs. Dwarf planets, fuck you. It's like, Jesus Christ, Neil deGrasse Tyson, fucking slow down. What does Neil deGrasse Tyson believe about the origin? Oh, I don't know. He's probably shitting all over someone's idea of something fun. So when the moon was formed, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably terrible. Um, I didn't practice bunk boogers. I'm sorry. You expect more from me. It it is interesting. It's just like sometimes it's like I think you read the news and you think like you read about like SpaceX, you read about like we're we're doing these manned missions to space, we're right. trying to get to fucking Mars. Right. It's like, dude, we don't even fucking know anything about the moon. We don't know jack shit about it. It's funny too though, Art, when you think about it, we have been to the moon. Yep. We still don't know that much about it, even though we know quite a lot about it. Yeah. This is like, this is humanity in a nutshell. Yeah. Think about what's the one thing that's been constant throughout all of human existence. Suffering? Human consciousness. Our fucking bodies. We don't know that much about our own fucking bodies. (laughs) Yeah. We live on this planet Earth. The only planet human humanity's ever lived on. Right. We don't know that much about the fucking earth. We don't know that much either. We we have a lot of good guesses. Yep. But how much proof do we have even about what's in the center of the fucking earth? Not much. We don't know. We don't know for sure. We can't we've go there. We've never been to the bottom of the Marinara Trench. We've never been there. We don't fucking know what's down there, dude. We have yet to invent a mozzarella stick big enough to dunk into the bottom of the Marinara Trench. <laughs> and it's a shame... That we sit here so smug in our knowledge debating the origins of the moon when we won't even take the time to construct a massive enough mozzarella stick to dunk to the bottom of the marinara trench. Humanity for shame. James Cameron is out there doing the Lord's work. He wants to get to the bottom of the marinara trench and you fuckers won't let him. He's been making Avatar 2 for eight fucking years. Supporting, we need to unearth the marinara trench. See what's down there. What kind of calamari is down there? What kind of calamari is at the bottom of the marinara trench? We won't know until we take the time. Could to be go a there. fried mushroom. We don't know. We don't know. Could be zucchini. Could be a fried lemon wedge. For all we know, it's a frito misto at the bottom of the marinara trench. <laughs> You're right, though. We don't fucking know jack shit about this. We know very planet. little about the oceans. We don't know anything that's. Let's going forget on. about what's inside the earth. The oceans are on the surface of the earth. Yeah. That's not even inside at all. I know. And there's stuff about the oceans that we learn all the time. Things we never knew. We find creatures on the land that we never knew existed. Right. Not even new creations, just 
species that we didn't know existed. True. And, um, uh, you know, I'm just, we're just bunkfuckers. We're trying to take you down a peg. Stop getting hyped up about fucking space. We yeah. don't know jack shit, motherfucker. All right. The you moon know. is such a harsh place. It's crazy. It is. You would think it's like we could do so much, but it's like, when you learn about it, like, yeah, it, there's no atmosphere. So it gets mm -hmm. up to 250 degrees. Right. And then it goes plummets to negative 250. Right. That's so alien. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. I mean, that, that happens on some of the harshest deserts here on earth, but it, not to that scale. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because we do have to reset our minds to think about an environment where right. it's basically void of atmosphere, Yep, which I think a lot of people so, take for granted. Yeah. There's no seasons. How much, how much stuff that the atmosphere does for us <laughs> yeah. that it's pretty fucking important. Yeah. Um, and then there's, it's a, it's a land that's also completely void of water. Yep. Which, you know, like you said, in the desert, when you're void of water, there's nothing to regulate the temperature because there's no humidity. Humidity is like great at regulating the temperature because mm -hmm. the water helps stabilize it. So it's like you run away in the day and then it drops way down at night. And then the moon doesn't even have the added benefit of the insulation of no. the atmosphere, which we have a very nice atmosphere. It's our... super crazy, man. It's just like, it just goes from, it's just temperature. It's just extreme high heat to yeah. extreme cold. And there's no, there's just nothing. There's no, like it's no snow. There's no visible sign. It's so foreign and weird. And yeah, whatever. but you got to admit that's weird. To I don't us. have to admit shit. Well, fuck you. You're going to admit this. The moon. I, I will not without my lawyer. I'm going to agree with you on one point that our moon, very strange. Yeah. In the consideration of all moons, you put it in the context of, of other moons. I got to admit, I can understand why people maybe are like, is there something more happening here? Because our moon's very weird. It's so weird. It's the, it's the perfect size to cause a solar eclipse. Yeah. It's the exact length away from our planet to block the sun perfectly. Yeah. That we get those perfect solar eclipses that I looked up into the sky and saw and then hurt my retinas. <laughs> when that happened like five years ago. Yeah. 2017. Three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah. Five? Five years ago. Was that fucking five years ago? 2017. It oh, was. fuck, dude. Oh, God. Or Where's the time go? <laughs> we just talked about this. Kelly Hopkinsville, 62nd anniversary. Oh, my God. 2017, Hopkinsville, uh, epicenter in the USA of the solar eclipse. It's um the total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I went to Millennium Park to see that eclipse. I remember that. And you had the special glasses. Mm -hmm. I had the special glasses, so I could look at it, Um, you know. Friend of mine gave me these glasses and didn't tell me that he's like, oh, you know, it's these lenses. It looks like there's nothing there, but there's something there. Well, I was blind for a month. Thank you. It turns out they were 3D glasses. Gerald, my friend. Gerald, your friend who gave you 3D glasses, pretending they were solar eclipse glasses. Fucking blind for a month. Now I got pig retinas. I got the eyes of a pig. And the heart of a pig. The heart of a pig. And the scent of a pig. Hoo-ha! <laughs> oh, I think he wants to six, play Twister with your pig! Six pork. Six pork type man. I don't know. Six pork and air man. Six bacon strip man. Yeah. We can rebuild him. 
we can make him porkier. <laughs> and then like instead of the do 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 do, it's like Um, it's, it's fucking baffling. Oh man, I got to stop daydreaming about Lee Majors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's weird. It, it really makes you lean into that. Like "Mm, what's going on here? Cause it's, it's like, maybe it is a coincidence, you know, maybe it is because it's like, we, for the most part, haven't discovered life on any other planet. Maybe our planet really was the fucking one, you know, it's just the right combo of shit that happened at the right combo of times to create life on a planet. And this is how it happens. You have to have a large celestial body that is orbiting way too close to you, but you can't do that by dragging it in. It has to form when the planet was forming, you know? And that's the secret to forming life is it needs to have this weird symbiosis. Um, I wonder though, I wonder though, um, earth is a very water heavy planet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are some other planets that have a different makeup of elements. Um, You know, I think we tend to think a lot about life possibility being in terms of how close the planet is to the sun and how, regular its orbit is and yada 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 well i mean to your point our moon helps keep the earth from just like spinning around like crazy right which would probably inhibit life from life never would not have developed because it's not stable enough so you know you have to have a a special amount of distance from the star that the planet orbits the the orbit itself has to be relatively stable that planet can't be like spinning around like crazy Mm -hmm. um and it's and 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 so maybe on other planets, there's a, a moon like ours isn't as critical, but that it needs some of these other factors. But I still think it just, it just I mean, it's probably pretty rare. Life is probably pretty rare. I don't know that. I think that the universe is teeming with life. Let me say that. But intelligent, sentient life. Megaflora, megafauna, like I'm thinking like little amoebas bacteria and stuff that can survive super harsh conditions. There's probably all kinds of stuff all over the universe, but where it's able to develop into like the variety and complexity that we have on earth. I bet those situations are pretty rare. It's a lot of factors that go into it. I'd agree with that. And maybe this is the one time that it just happened. Yeah. It is a coincidence. I'm not willing to say that this is the only one. Yeah. I'm just, I don't think that it's all that common. I don't think that it's like, oh, every planet, you know, Star Wars is kind of this way, the Star Wars universe where it's like, yeah, every planet's got a, got life on it. It's like, I don't think our universe is that way. You know, what's funny What I thought of what someone said to like, that totally shattered the whole Star Wars universe for me. Every planet has the same gravity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. It's like all these planets have the same gravity. Every single one. Yeah. It's all Earth gravity. Yeah. There's no planets where you can... It's just all the same. Yeah. And I'm sure I know Wikipedia fucking nerds are going to come at me and be like, oh, you don't understand. I'm fucking Yavin 4. They actually have a 
artificial gravity inseminator that was installed. Inseminator. I don't know. It fucks your ass and, and you get pregnant with gravity and that's how you can't have the gravity affect you. And they all have the same atmosphere. You can breathe air. They all have yeah. breathable air. Yeah, you rarely see you rarely see instances except where there's extreme harsh conditions. Right. In Star Wars where people are wearing any kind of protective gear. So the yeah. the the you Tatooine know, is like really deserty and then Hoth is really snowy. Because it's like you think in, I mean, and I realize, yeah, okay, I realize that these are yes. all different star systems. Yes, yes. But if you just take a sample of the planets in our solar system, yeah. you can't fucking go to that many of them. If you went to Jupiter, you'll die before you hit the surface. You can't get there. Right. Like, it, you're going to get crushed. Like, there's nothing to stand on. There's nothing to do. You get, go to Venus, you're going to get zapped by lightning and noxious gases. Mercury's too fucking hot. You can't stay there. I mean, Mercury is probably the most hospitable if you could protect against the sun. At the end of the day, I mean, Mars, I guess. Mars, there's Mars and Earth. Mars, Mars. Yeah. Mars. And all the little moons. You can, yeah. you can land on the little yeah, moons. Yeah, you can land right? on the little moons. The moons are the best. Yeah. If we're going to expand somewhere in our solar system, it's going to be moons and Mars. Mm -hmm. Moons and Mars. Because, you know, some of these moons, I mean, talking about protoplanets, that's basically what they are. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? Is it uh, Titan? Mm -hmm. The moon of uh, Saturn that's got like liquid water under it, under the surface, or yeah. it's like frozen, or is that one that's like frozen methane? And <laughs> it's just that there might be, you know, they might. It's be called the Breaking Bad. Bring planet, it back yeah. to life. Yeah, Walter White will be methamphetamine. Fucking uh, I'm on that planet. No, you're right. I just, I just think, yeah, it's, that's why Star Wars. I think, I think the argument was that Star Wars is not best science fiction it's more like uh it's more like a, fantasy it's more fantasy adventure yeah. because yeah. when somebody mentioned that to me that every planet has the same gravity and the same atmosphere it's like oh i never really thought of I it i guess i never fucking thought of that i never really thought of it that way before that star wars is more like fantasy than it is science fiction but it really is more fantasy than it, science i fiction. would say it's more it yeah it's not it like Star Trek is so science fiction. Right. Because um, science fiction is really like... very we, science fiction. Science fiction is like based in science. Yes. You know, it's like we're not, we're not eschewing science. Yeah. We're taking like a scientific approach and maybe predicting the future or writing fiction based on... Yeah, I mean, Star Wars has magic powers. So yeah. It's yeah. not based in any kind of fucking yeah, science. Really, it's more fantasy, I guess. Hmm. Space fantasy. Now, there's a fun... Punk fuckers, you can have that argument at home with your family and friends. Yeah. Is Star Wars fantasy or science fiction? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments and what you think. Click that subscribe button. Let us know in the comments what you think. Star Wars science fiction versus fantasy. And remember to hit that little alarm bell to get notifications every time we post a new video on this channel. <laughs> Wait, we're not doing this on YouTube? What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, my <laughs> Sorry. Our producer, Kevin, is telling me that we're not on YouTube right now. That this is a podcast. Yeah, we don't really know how this works. Yeah, my first day. Well, Andy, I don't know. I think I think there is something that we do know how it works, and it's a little thing called verdicts. Um, unless there's something that you maybe want to dive into. Wow, fuck! Uh, quick before we get into some verdicts, I just want to I just want to say that uh, I'm always glad when the reptilians show up. Um, although, you know, it's just so funny to me that I don't know. It's just it's it's so funny to me that. The reptilians and the Nazis are like tied at the hip. Like that this is just an accepted. Nobody ever goes, well, you know, it's the reptilians. They don't act. There's no humans involved in it. 
Also, I don't get it. Why did why did the why why do we allow the reptilians to have a false moon monitoring us? Um, it's the global elites. They allow it because I think they'll be you know saved when the great fucking who knows they come back to fucking. <laughs> cultivate us or whatever they fucking do i don't know i mean this is where don't worry in, about it stop thinking you this dummy is, this you is where you get into sheeple. a lot of these differences between the conspiracy angles right yeah. where some people are like no earth like the the earth government is locked in a fierce battle with the the reptilians with the draconians and the the dark fleet but, but they then, need to keep it a secret but then some are like oh they got to keep it secret. well actually the nwo is in on it they they approve of this they have right. deals with all the aliens and you're just chattel in this arrangement they've made yeah, I mean, I don't think any. It's what like a it's, beautiful tapestry. It's a tapestry. It's whatever you think is the coolest. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's whatever I guess you want to believe, right? Yeah, whichever route you want to go. Wow, wow, wow! Too right you are, Art. I mean, I guess this world is what we make of it, right? <laughs> do or do not. There is no there try. There is Andy. no try. Home is where you make it. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. I'd rather be fishing. Cheeseburger. <laughs> That's ours. We're going to make some stupid fucking placard that people, like suburban people can put in their fucking houses that just says cheeseburger. <laughs> hey, bumpfuckers out there, if any of you are into like reclaiming old pieces of wood and <laughs> hand painting the word cheeseburger on them in some font that you choose... Let us know. Maybe we'll have a good business venture. <laughs> oh, if we get an old milk crate and like yeah. it's two slats and it just says cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's hilarious. Oh, God. All right. All right. What are we'll our a, We'll get an old milk jug, like one of those old, like, you know, big milk canisters. Yeah. And then on the side, it'll say, like, Grandma's Cheeseburger. <laughs> you can use it as a boss now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck podcasting. We're getting into the knick-knack game. Knick-knacks. Here we come, baby. Woo! Oh, God. <laughs> cheeseburger. Um, bunk Funkers. <laughs> Time to get some verdicts, Andy. Let's get to some verdicts. God, what the fuck do I even give a verdict on here? I guess. Do you think the moon is a hollow space station? Do I think the moon is a hollow space station? Um, I'm going case closed wow. on this. We've been case closed probably on all of the hollow stuff. Yeah, um, maybe. You know, I guess maybe the maybe the moon is like oddly empty. I think it's, it's definitely less dense than Earth. But I think that sort of tracks mm -hmm. because we have evidence that the moon was at one point volcanically active, that there were active tectonics on the moon. That activity has since has since stopped. Mm -hmm. And tectonic activity in a lot of ways is the way that planetary bodies or celestial bodies refresh themselves, mm -hmm. so to speak. It's sort of a regenerative process. Yeah. You know, materials get destroyed i mean it's all very uh cyclical yep. that you know parts of the earth are crumbling all the time into itself and those things are getting like turned back into magma or whatever and it's filling yep. up and eventually it's going to run out of juice and 
core is going to cool down and then we'll all die. But um, the moon's already been through this process. And so to me, it makes sense that at one point there were active lava flows and mm-hmm. other things and all that stuff has dried up. And, and it's all on the light side. Right. Because the gravity, the gravitational pull between the earth and the moon pulled all that to that side. I do. I will, I will say, you asked me if I was a big moon guy. I do sometimes, you know, if I'm at night looking at the moon, I think about that a lot about how we only ever see one side of the moon. It's pretty fascinating. And there's another part of the moon that I think has been captured in satellite footage where it's, it's like a, there's this, it's just this gino, I mean, it's massive crater. Fucking huge. And if that part, like, you know how we say, oh, the moon looks like a face. Yeah. It's the face on the man on the moon. That part is on the other side of the moon, on the dark side. It looks like a giant eye. Imagine if that side was facing us how different things would be like how much more it would be like, Oh, it'd be the eye on the moon. Right. And then who, Oh man. Yeah. You know, the stories, but I do, I, I just can't help but be fascinated by it because it's a, it's like this reminder. I think a lot of times you forget being on earth that this planet is just constantly in motion. Yeah. And we understand that the moon is in motion, right? Because we can see it move across the sky. Like we understand the sun's in motion, the stars are in motion. We see them move across the sky and everything. But it's like I, I never think about the earth, but then that always is this reminder that like, oh shit, like as much as the moon is moving, we're moving exactly the same. Like I'm spinning exactly the same rate that the moon is spinning right now so that I'm only ever going to see that one side of it from here. No, it's just interesting. It is neat. Um, But yeah, do I think that there's, so I think it tracks maybe that, the moon has some parts missing that it's, it's also been like heavily bombarded. Um, there's no, gra- there's not a ton of gravity. Yeah, it's like a sixth. So stuff can probably, you know, just sort of achieve escape velocity from the surface somewhat easily. So maybe big impacts send some stuff flying off. Like I don't yeah, think and there's other, other instances where if you study some of the craters, you can see where, Here's where it impacted. It created a massive plume of regolith that then, um, like a uh, like a gunshot into a concrete. You know how there's like a mm-hmm. a plume of of right. dust that comes out and then kind of like lines. Yeah. So that's where it's like lines of regolith shot out from it, and it looks like um, if you were to shoot glass, there's concentric rings. Yeah. That sort of thing. You can see those in some of the craters. Yeah, so I I don't think that it makes that it's not that big of a leap for me. Yeah, to say that the moon doesn't have as much stuff in it as the Earth anymore, like that it, the seismic activity won't be the same. The moon's a lot like us; it's dried up. It's fucking. It's its best years are behind it, and it's mm-hmm. just fucking flowing, and it's just spinning. Right, it's just sort of hanging out there, um, absorbing all of these hits. <laughs> Or fucking one star reviews being shot at it left and right. It still won't quit. Right. It just doesn't, doesn't go away no matter what you do to it. Um, so it is a lot like us, totally cold, (laughs) lifeless, uh, definitely lacking in any attractive, somewhat hollow on the inside, surprisingly Mm -hmm. less dense than you think. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that it's dusty, stretch, dusty, covered in filth. We are. We're the moon. <laughs> oh God. Um, I'm gonna go plausible. I'm gonna take a take a take a fucking piece out of early 
uh, Bunker Andy lore. Okay. And say plausible molecule. Wow. Oh, I want to just leave a little, a little bit of smidge shred. just in case. Oh, wow. Yeah. Part of that is just because I just think hollow things are fun. These are fun ideas. It's fun topics. They're fun topics. I like these topics. And it's like one day if we find out that the moon is a space station, maybe one day we'll make the moon into a space station and then we'll retroactively prove ourselves right. I mean, look, the moon is factored into so many of these things. You know, it's hollow here. Uh, we got fake moon landings. We yeah. had that alternative three. Um, you know, the hypothesis, the moon is like a, just a secret bunker, a lunar truck stop for getting to Mars. Like, I mean, the the moon is, I don't know. It just speaks to that. We don't know that much about it. People are fascinated with the moon's moon. everything, baby. People can't get enough of this moon. There's mooning. We're always mooning you. Mooning, mooning, mooning. Um, bunk funkers, those were our verdicts on the hollow moon. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Mm, ooh, good question. Cheeseburger. Hashtag cheeseburger. I, I think it's got to be cheeseburger. Yeah. Hashtag cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Let us know what you think about the hollow moon. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at mrbunkerpod. YouTube us, Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. And if you feel so inclined, you have the means to do so. You can donate and support, uh, help keep the lights on here at patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Um, Andy, anything else you have to fucking say? Because uh, the sun, the moon's going to be here soon. Don't let the sun go down on me. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I'll just say, hey, bunk funkers, next time you look up at the moon, give it a, give it a second thought. Maybe there's more there than meets the eye. Also, I want to point out that uh, at the beginning of the research portion, Art kept saying that the moon was there every night, but the moon is also there in the daytime sometimes. Fuck me. All right. Whatever, dude. I don't like how I prepare my fucking enchiladas. Fast and hot. <laughs> hmm. All right. Let's have to do more fact checking, I guess. <laughs> you fucking moon loving sheeple. I'm rating that pants on fire. <laughs> wow. For not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my Euxinia. Euxinia. Co host, Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that. Was the whole enchilada? Yuxinia. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II. 
And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.